This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, movie lovers, welcome back for another Anatomy and Movie here at Popcorn Talk. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We're not doing our normal dissection, but we are covering Crazy Rich Asians, and we have a wonderful interview with Selena Tan. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me today, I have Marissa Serafini, my co-host, as always. Yes, hello, everyone. And without further ado, the guest of the guest of our show, welcome, Selena, to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, hello. and if people want to follow you, it's Big Dim Sum Dolly. That's right. There you go. So that's how you can interact. And of course, we're covering Crazy Rich Asians, the movie that just came out. Uh, I've had the pleasure of seeing it twice. You've had the pleasure of seeing it twice. Yes. And ironically, you've seen it. I've had the pleasure of seeing it twice. <laughs> How serendipitous. Yes, we're all on par here. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Um, so, you know, to begin with, one of the, before we started the show, um, you talked about seeing it for the first time with the cast. It's in sort of a, uh, a private screening, as, as this normally happens. And I want to get your sort of perspective, your reaction to seeing the final product, and then we'll sort of work backwards in, in the making of. Sure. Um, I mean, it was really an exciting time because, um, you know, we've been hearing so much uh, from um, all the people in L.A. that are cast in, in America and elsewhere in the world about, you know, different people seeing it at different times and, and what was um, being shown. And actually, there was some talk about, you know, there's different scenes online already anyway. And then they managed, Warner Brothers managed to get the Singapore cast and the Malaysian cast as well together in Singapore for a private screening about a month back or so. And the first time we all watched it together and it was just us, like maybe 12 of us in a cinema. And it was just all this hooting and screaming every time somebody <laughs> came on and like, oh, we remember this scene. And, you know, it was, it was really a nice time for us to get together and um, watch it. It was quite magical, actually, because, you know, when you're shooting a movie, you know, you're doing your part. You're not sure how that's going. You don't really see it in conjunction with something else that's happening, how the storytelling's go going. And it was just all fun and, you know, really the, the humor and the laughter that was happening on set. But when we finally saw the movie, there was the emotional arc and the, the sort of backstory and the side stories. Everything sort of came together and you could finally see John, John Chu's amazing mind <laughs> or, or, or work, you know, his directorial work. Uh, uh, doing its thing so it was really moving for us as well so this is a rather basic question but if there's anyone on the fence about seeing this movie mm. what would you say to them to convince them to go I mean really apart from the fact that you know it's a big Asian it's a big Asian uh, representation movie here uh, and around the world it, it, the movie for me is really 
it's really I laughed, I cried. It was really an emotional sort of roller coaster for me. At the same time, it had a nice modern feel to it. it I didn't feel like I was watching just you know old rom com kind of thing. It felt fresh. <laughs> and that, that's what I loved about it. So, yeah, it's something I could watch and rewatch. I think we were saying, you know, the second time I watched it, I found myself, you know, even more drawn into the movie. And, um, yeah, so I would say it's definitely a go watch. <laughs> Absolutely. And now that, that I feel this is one of the biggest, most recent openings for the representation of the Asian mm-hmm. culture. And it, we, you mentioned that you, you saw a screening like a month ago but this movie has you know done great promotions for it like months beforehand and making sure that people have the opportunity to go see it such as this thing now called hashtag gold open where people are investors are selling out an entire theaters just so people can see it what are your thoughts of the opportunity for the asian culture and just people in general to go see this film I mean, you're right. I think the buzz has been wonderful. And, uh, you know, I, I had the, the privilege of going to three of these um, buyout theatre screenings before the opening uh, here with um, uh, Janice Cole and Harry Shum and um, Jimmy O and uh, Henry Golding as well. And we did a surprise um, sort of thing at the, at the cinema. And it was amazing, the response, because we were standing outside just listening to the response when the, when the show ended and everybody just you know, applauded and there was hoots and screams and stuff like that. And then we appeared and you could really see genuinely people really taking to the movie. So I think it's, you know, doing something great for Asian representation because here, you know, as I've told this story before, but I've got nieces from around the world who have written to me months beforehand now after they've heard that I had a small part in this in this movie that writing to me saying, oh, you know, I can't believe you're in this movie. I, you know, she's like 17, 18 years old. And she says, you know, I live in a place where I never thought I would see, you know, Asians on the big screen. And she's always wanted to be an actor. But, you know, she, she never thought it possible. And she's saying, oh, now, you know, I, I think I'm going to give it a go. Or, you know, I, I, I feel inspired by this. So I think this, the generally around the world Asians are feeling like oh uh, you know let's support this let's buy out the theater let's invite our friends over um you know and and let's enjoy it I've I'm on my way back to I'll be back in Singapore in about a couple of days I've got four or five private cinema screenings that I'm supposed <laughs> to go attend uh, so people are, are really on board here oh, that's great and what would you define, like, for this movie to be successful from your perspective, what are the things that it would need to do? Whether it's just a financial standpoint or a cultural standpoint, what are, what are those things? Well, clearly, I mean, right on top is box office, right? I think uh, with a strong box office showing, uh, it, you know, it informs uh, producers, directors, uh, writers, screenwriters, um, as well as the audience, uh, uh, reviewers, what people will embrace uh, in future. Um, but apart from that, of course, you know, it's just, I think the movie does well in showing that uh, an all-Asian story, an all-Asian cast can be, can also tell a very universal story, can tell a story that can reach out to um, anyone, you know, then can touch the hearts of, of, of anybody regardless of race or language or whatever. Um, and so I, I think that that's important, that, that somebody can identify with the story. Like I have people writing to me and say, oh, you know, your auntie reminds me of a Bible, you know, my, my, <laughs> my Bible going auntie, you know, in, in somewhere else in the world. Um, so I think there that that kind of association um, is important, and it will lend itself to more stories being told. 
Yeah, absolutely. And going with this movie, I mean, so, so far it seems like such a success, and it just came out. And we know it's based on Kevin Kwan's mm. uh, trilogy book, and this is just the first one. Um, have you read the book, and what about the book? And if so, what about the book did you take away the most? I guess because I am from Singapore, and I I know I know some of these uh, characters, or I know <laughs> of them the the lifestyle. The, I know what schools they attend. You know because of uh, Kevin's Kevin's own background. Uh, when I read it, it's like a it's really a page turner for me, and it's really like, oh my god, you know, I think this is <laughs> I think this is who, and I think that's that uncle, and I think so. For me, it's it's really um, very personal, um, and. I really enjoy, I mean, the, 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 all three books. But for me, my favourite uh, in terms of uh, who I'm playing now as well uh, is book number three. It's uh, Rich People's Problems. And it's like when the, when everything hits the fan and, and it's like um, the matriarch of the family, my, my mom passes on and all the wolves just come out and like go like, okay, you know, so I'm going to look after the sale of the property, the, the, the main title property, which... It's really is is really quite a fun read. So I I really hope to make it to book number three. Ah, do you think that'll open up opportunities if this current film of Crazy Rich Asians does so well? It opens up for the opportunity for sequels. Oh, I hope so. I think we're all you know fingers crossed on that, and I think that's why uh, the. The, resp- the the audience response, uh, not just, I mean, in terms of box office, like I said, yes, but also in terms of how much they are willing to sort of rally the, the, the studio for it or, you know, anyone else for it, the, the writers for it, the director, the producers. Um, I, I'm hoping and I think there there is a chance that it will go all the way. Well, one of the things I appreciate about this movie, um, just both from the press but also the final product itself, mm. there's movies that you watch and you can tell that there's passion behind it. Mm. Passion from the filmmakers, whether that be the director himself or, or the producers, but also the actors. Mm. And, in fact, it, it was good to, to have that validation when you came in because you said there was a great sense of camaraderie with, with the actors themselves. So can you sort of talk about that and, you know, what fueled that and how that all came to be? Yeah, I, I mean, I come from a I come from a stage background essentially. So every time I go into production in in a you know in stage setting, there's always this feeling of a family, you know, because you're in there. There's productions for a while, and then you all get on. But when I came on to this uh, film set, you know, from the word go, I mean, you could you could really sense that everybody's looking out for everybody. Uh, everybody's kind of like uh, like in a in a family, uh, 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 and. Right down from the producers, you know, making sure that, you know, we have get get togethers, you know, when we came to Singapore, uh, in Malaysia, our crew would make sure that we had, you know, got the best Malaysian food. And I mean, you know, just just that, just that look looking after each other, looking out for each other, and then, you know, making each other laugh and, and have a fun time on set as well as off. So we used to have a lot of gatherings outside, a lot of karaoke sessions for <laughs> <laughs> a lot of eating sessions. And when we came to Singapore, we made sure that everybody uh, really got a taste of uh, Singapore life as well. So uh, even till today, I like to say uh, that uh, we, we, we meet up in different parts of the world and we came to LA we, we would meet up again and um, and we have a WhatsApp group that never stops <laughs> that ne- <laughs> day or night because there are people in you know all parts of the world so it's it's great because we keep each other updated and 
Um, it's called the Crazy House of Love. So yeah. Oh, I love that. And yeah. I love the family aspect. I I also have a background in stage theater yeah. as well, so I definitely yeah. know that the family dynamic because it, it brings the cast and production closer together. Especially exactly. in like at the end, you're like, hey, we did something amazing together, exactly. like this film. Exactly. And I really like that that you had a. It seemed like a positive environment, but the sets were also luxurious. I mean, this book it really goes into detail, like how luxurious every item or location is. Yep. Uh, what what were the sets? like when you were filming in Malaysia and Singapore were they as luxurious and grand as we saw on screen I think Nelson did a uh, the, our production director did an amazing job because you know he could you know in Malaysia and in Singapore it's not as if we're used to such sort of big budget uh, productions and and the sets you know so he really had to use like two houses you know to make something you know look as if they were one and he he would buy the tiles sauce for it you know sort of like countrywide and then really put things together so we were seeing things kind of like in in pieces in in pieces but it looked amazing already because the detailing was like you said you know very amazing like the tiger and it's like (laughs) we walked in and they were like whoa we're gonna be filming here today Uh, but when we finally when i finally saw it in the movie i was like oh he made it all one house and yeah and it was Really magical how that came together, which is really a, a, a testament to his genius, as well as I know he had a he had an army of uh, you know <laughs> people sort of working together with him, and and uh, I mean it's it's just amazing, beautiful, yeah, yeah. They they seem gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, I would want to live on that set, just the set alone, <laughs> let alone you know the the real world of uh, the the rich. Yeah, Singapore culture. I mean, it, it was so beautiful the the way that it was shown. Oh, yeah, it was. One of the one of the things I wanted to ask you about the movie sets up very deliberately and very nicely this notion of multiple generations. Yes. Um, and yet there's supposed to be this through line of certain rules, and yet everyone has their own perspective on the rules. Even your character, the fact that. You know, she looks back at Rachel um, at one point and says, uh, "You look, lo- you look gorgeous." Yeah. Or uh, I forget the exact line, but yeah. um, you know, so that and I it, love it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Even that was sort of, you know, in opposition of uh, Nick's mother. You know, because because it's kind of more whispered, like a wink of, yeah. uh, you know, that you're not supposed to be doing this, but you applaud her effort and and you want her to 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 be encouraged, essentially. Yeah. So I want to get that perspective of. You know where everyone has these different these different viewpoints. Well, I wonder a little bit about that. Um, in a way, you know, sort of like the anti characters, um, we're we're there to sort of like um, stir things up a little bit, and you know, like um, you know, make sure that you know the family, the family, you know, everything, the family line is told. But any chance to kind of like when Eleanor's back is turned to sort of ache things on a little because it's making her feel a little bit uncomfortable. You know, I'll have a little bit of fun with that. You know, so. Yeah, so the it's in terms of the the whole idea of family culture and the whole rules. Um, I think it is still, as far as the 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 older generation is concerned, the aunties are concerned, it's still very much. Oh, you have to you have to toe the line. It is family first. You know, forget about yourself, forget about your passion. But hey, you know, if it's me and my family, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll I'll look after mine and my own. Um, so that's pretty much the same. But the younger characters, I think, you know, even where. It, is Picklin or or or, or Rachel? Uh, they do come in and they they have a, a sense of because they are educated overseas or um, uh, of a much more modern uh, generation. They do have a sense of like no, I, I I think I can stand up or I will stand up for 
for you know but you see that in one group and you do see the other group you know with the um uh Colin and Araminta's wedding that they they they've had to embrace the family notion of you know we're marrying in uh amongst our own type um Michelle Yeoh has a great um uh, Hokkien line which says Gatilang which means our own people, our own kind. So we're gonna cut, kind of keep it's kind of like royalty, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna marry, you know, marry amongst our royalty, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, now reading the book and watching the film, and you know, living it and going through the whole process, how would you say how accurate the the Asian culture is represented in this story compared to what the people who grew up in Asia would know and? Com- compared to like Asian Americans who might not be as well versed in the Asian culture how how, how do you think it like really represents the culture like, accurately it certainly rep- represents one part of it because um let's not forget we're we're talking about a one crazy rich family chinese family um at that um so in terms of what uh, Michelle character Eleanor Young um, and and like I said the aunties generation uh, you definitely get a very accurate portrayal uh, of that that particular strata where I mean whether it's nowadays the modern rich Asian family um, or uh, let's say a hundred years ago where you had the rich uh, sort of uh, Chinese uh, merchants you know that 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 class of family who had just attained uh, uh, wealth and they won that to be kept within the family. And so, you know, those rules are, I think, quite um, standard. I mean, it's quite accurate, I think. Um, But I think there are more relaxed um, standards nowadays, you know, because back home in in Singapore, and I'm sure around the world, a lot more families are are much more open to say, you know, their kids going out to explore, um, meeting up with uh, other races, other you know, other you know, other people and, and, and getting along and trying something new. I don't think families are that closed anymore. Okay. So so there's more um, acceptance of different types of cultures and races because that is a running theme throughout the book and the movies like uh, Singapore Asians compared to Asian Americans, you know, that they are completely different people and mentalities. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to know the, the difference, if it was. I certainly think that there is a... a there is an openness um, nowadays. I mean, I, I personally don't feel there is very much difference between, uh, uh, well, even races. Or, or I think as long as we're living in a modern uh, city environment, we're all kind of growing up with the same uh, kind of ideals and ideas or p- passions and pursuits that we want. So nowadays, I think the modern family, uh, unless you're like royalty or like a you know super rich family that wants to keep everything together or... or I don't think it's very much different. Yeah. Okay. Very right. neat. Um, very interesting. Uh, you know, let, let's take a kind of quick step back as far as how did you become involved in the project? <laughs> I have no idea. But I am wearing no the, I'm, I am wearing the blouse. I am wearing the blouse that I wore for the audition. Quite. I, I looked at that. Yeah, because... Yeah, so um, I had just finished a stage for the, uh, a production, a really intense one. So... Uh, I decided to leave the rest of my year free just to recover from from that particular production. Uh, And my husband and I had planned a a holiday overseas and and everything was kind of blank after that so that we could 
reassess things. And, and then suddenly this, I got a call, or the office got a call from uh, the casting director saying, hey, would you like to come down and audition for this thing? Is uh, you know, a movie set in Singapore. And I was like, oh, a movie, a Hollywood movie set in Singapore. Now that, that sounds interesting. And they said, yeah, it's really simple. You know, you just a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks, like to a month uh, uh, filming. And I was like, okay, but I'm booked for this holiday. So, you know, if you guys need to go on, then go on, because I can't really change this anymore. So they said, okay. And then I went off. I didn't think anything about it I came back they said no can you please you know come because we haven't really finished casting so I said okay then I was like looking at myself going like I was all burned from Phuket and like I was like okay can you give me a day just let me get get ready that day so I spent the next day before the auditions becoming a real Thai Thai you know like a real auntie I went for my hairdo I did my nails and did a little facial and makeup and everything and then I turned up um, and it was just a, a I mean John was not in town so uh, they took a little uh, screen test and um, and then we left it then and then um, I think they called back about a week later saying are you free next week to shoot in <laughs> <laughs> and I was like hey okay since since my year happened to be open because otherwise I would have been jumping onto another production so um, I guess everything just fell into place and here I am. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I love the uh, timing of opportunities and stuff know, like right? that. That that's a fascinating story. So you said for for filming, and you you did play a, a fun, you know, somewhat comedic role. Yeah. How long did it take for you for filming? Oh, um, because I was also in the uh, the the big scenes, right? And the big scenes uh, took a, a, a quite a while. There's so many elements in it. So I think all in all, it was I would say about a week and a half in KL, and then another. Two weeks in Singapore, about three, three and a half weeks, there, thereabouts. Okay. Did you have a favorite set or favorite scene in particular? I love the house. I mean, the Thai Sol house. Um, the one that I said, you know, was in parts, and the one with the giant tiger <laughs> in the in the hallway. The one, you know, where where uh, Piglin runs up the the stairs. I love, I love her. Her, her, her shot there, they're taking the <laughs> selfie there. So that's that's kind of like one of my favorite sets. Although I must say, um, the first day of filming, we didn't something went wrong with the um, the air con the air conditioning. So these we had all these um, you know poor actors, you know the, the extras, and and they were all in like tuxes and suits and gowns and everything and wigs and everything, and we had zero uh, air conditioning for oh, that no. night shoot it was it was but everybody they were all such we were all they were all such troopers you know i mean i think we had one guy faint or two guys <laughs> but you know everybody like we were, we were really they were really um up for it and yeah it looks it doesn't look like we were dying in heat right oh right <laughs> no, no. No. you would have never know yes yes so and i like the different um characters your character and like the different families and slash friends and stuff what character stands out to you the most or do you relate to the most besides of course your own <laughs> do i relate to um let me think uh I, I, I mean, I really like uh, Eleanor, Eleanor's character. I think Michelle plays it uh, really, really well. Um, I can see so many of my uh, aunties or like my friends' mothers um, uh, in in her. There's this sense of like um, that of an almost a desperate uh, urgency for her family. You know, it's like I need to protect my son. I need to protect his. Uh, his welfare and his 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 inheritance and who he's gonna be. I I need to uh, make sure I steer him in the right direction. And that, that she really plays that I think really well without being over uh, over the top about it. But you can see it. And when I when I watch her uh, uh, 
in in her takes right on on set is really amazing because it's to me it's like a master class i'm just sitting there with all my theater energy going like oh okay so this is how it's done and she's just calm cool but in her eyes and you know just a little movements you you really get that sense of like i'm i need to look after my son her her one purpose is so you know present to me that's what makes the movie so brilliant is that there's really no villain it's just Mm. obstacles for the characters and you know the downside is that they're in opposition of each other and no one's trying to do the wrong thing yeah Uh, so that's something that i really appreciated about it yeah it's true um something fun uh for people wanting to visit singapore do you have any recommendations (laughs) (laughs) uh well, you know, people come to Singapore to see a lot of like the modern things, and you you'll see. I mean, it's it's uh, in the movie, you know, your your Marina Bay Sands with the tall the the three tall towers and the Olympic sized pool like on top floating, um, the gardens by the bay where the big wedding banquet was uh, held. Um, the gardens in Singapore, I would really recommend them. Uh, the the is we're really we're, you know we're really a, a, a city in a garden there's there just trees everywhere but there are little spots you know where you can go to with just like an old railway uh, connector or whatever that's now fully like you feel like you've got into an equatorial jungle uh, so that that's really fun for me and and the botanic gardens or th- just those kinds of places it really feels quite opulent in terms of a, a, a tropical uh, island setting as well um, I love uh, the Chimes Hall where the uh, the wedding ceremony was held, you know, where you played the oh, song yeah. just now. So where the where that ceremony was held and the water was coming down. Of course, it it's doesn't. Gorgeous. It doesn't really happen. The, the water doesn't happen all the time. That's Nelson magic. But um, you know that whole place used to be the convent of the Holy Infant Jesus. Is 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 an old convent which is now turned into an, uh, an eatery and a, a bars and it's a really nice uh, spot in Singapore. Uh, so yeah, those would be, and everybody's got to try food at a hawker center. You know the scene where uh, Nick yeah. goes around mm-hmm. ordering food. Okay, so that's those are like staples. You have to go to like a hawker center to eat to your heart's content. I think that was yeah. the only, uh, like as far as yesterday, because I went to see the movie late. That was the only downside. There was no um, restaurants open for me to eat <laughs> any any of the food because it does make you hungry. That's the it does. Th- it does. It made it made me yeah hungry for home too. <laughs> Right, I, I love all, all those uh, um, suggestions, and the, and you have said previously that you actually enjoy being outside and doing a lot of outdoor type of activities. Well, I, I mean, no, no, that makes me sound way too sporty. No? <laughs> so, I, I mean, I love the gardens, the gardens, and all, especially now because I, I mean, my husband and I have a, a three and a half year old, so it, it, you know, he's always it's like. I was yeah, I have to like walk him out like twice a day to make sure that you know he he gets his uh, run around. So the the all the sort of garden spaces or the water park areas, I mean, those are all lifesavers for me. Yeah, very neat, very neat. Um, what I really enjoyed, you, you talked about the food and and all that because after Phil and I we saw it once the first time, and immediately after I was like, I'm hungry for some Chinese food. <laughs> so it, it's it I think it definitely represents you know food, the culture in, yeah. in that sense, and in a very positive light. Yeah, and and also in the movie, I mean. I'm, uh, he, you notice that Nick was ordering food in, in different dialects and languages because what was being presented there was not just Chinese food. So there was a there was Malay food, there was Indian food, there's a mix, uh, you know, like sort of straight food that's not traditional um, Chinese food as well. And that's that's the amazing thing about Singapore. It really has a mix of 
of everything. Uh, uh, Southeast Asian food, uh, as well as I mean, if you wanted good Western food, I mean, you'd get it there too. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Can you talk about the dialects? Because uh, I know you've said that uh, Singlish is not as prevalent in the movie. Yes. Um, what number one? What is that for people who aren't aware? And you know, Singlish uh, uh, is when I talk like that, and then mm-hmm. I say, uh, yeah, this movie maybe doesn't really represent us because you know we all don't speak like we do in Singapore, although. To say that is not really true because not all Singaporeans speak like that. It's um, it's it kind of like a comfort. It's kind of like a comfort thing when when Singaporeans get together. We kind of like turn it on and and and, and I mean, of course, they're in the in the hawker center and uh, I mean, amongst our family, we we do we do we do have a lot of Singlish. You know, uh, come on la, and don't be like that la. You know, I mean, we we do use this. Um, we when we were Janice and I in particular when we were talking about how the aunties would speak. Um, for the for the movie itself, we 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 said oh, you know there would be certain uh, singlish words we we put in a hano or which means yes yes that's right mm-hmm. um, or there's some I think there's an alama somewhere which is like oh my oh my goodness um, but we we both agreed that you know as members of the young family uh, we would have been educated in like the best mission schools in Singapore and we would have gone over to the UK uh, to get our, our our university degrees or whatever, come back home, we would be speaking really with a more pronounced uh, English accent. So that's kind of where we decided to go with it, just to keep the authenticity of the of this particular, of the young family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I find that interesting because also in the book, which is mostly written in English, but every once in a while when you get the characters have their dialogue, yeah. you get one or two words that is yeah. in the, the native language and whatnot. Yeah. So I, I find that interesting that Singlish is a, a term where you kind of combine the two a little well, bit. Well, Singlish is, yes, correct. So Singlish is like the slang, right? It's like yeah. it's like the slang that that, that, that we use in daily life. Um, then there are, because the, the Chinese dialects, there, there are quite a few. So there's Cantonese, there's Hokkien, um, and everybody speaks a little bit of something depending on what they are. Like, I'm Hainanese, although I don't speak much of that, but my mom's Hokkien, so I speak Hokkien. Yeah. Okay. So, like, the, the word Tatilang just now, I said it's, it's Hokkien, but with a little bit of Malay uh, slant as well because it's, yeah. Ah, yeah. that's neat. Now, this cast has, I mean, it's an amazing cast of, you know, all Asian uh, cultures and whatnot, and I mean, you m- mentioned Michelle Yeoh, who's been in so many amazing yes. projects, and Constance Wu, yourself. I yeah. mean, what was it like to work with such a cast? I mean, even Aquafina, she's getting bigger in she her is. career. Uh, what was it like working with such a well diverse cast? Uh, it was really fun. It was, you know, um, actually, our director just <laughs> sort of said that, you know, it, he feels like our summer camp has just gone viral. Um, he, he wanna, and it really does feel like it. Because, it, you know, now that he's mentioned it, it does. It did feel like a summer camp because we spent a summer together with people from all around the world and we got mm-hmm. to know everybody and, and, you know, what they've been doing, what they're going to do and, uh, you know, what how they speak, different slangs, different, different uh, ways of looking at things and... So it's it, it, it's been amazing, and what's what's really amazing is that everybody was really uh, well welcoming uh, in terms of getting to know each other. So um, uh, Aquafina is just amazing. She's like the life of the party, right? I mean, it's like she's like, yeah, okay, where's where's the party happening? So there's Aquafina, there's Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Ouyang, um, Nico, Nico, Nico Santos was great. I mean, because uh, we we bonded, we I would bring him around to like 
all the Singapore places to eat and, 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 and all that. And we had a lot of good food. We had like a major seafood session and, and stuff like that. Uh, Michelle was also great. I mean, you know, really um, on, on, on set and, and off, you know, really genuinely interested in, in sort of getting to know us and helping us. And, and yeah, so I would say for me, it's one of the richest experiences uh, I've had um, in, in my career so far. What is, you know, maybe like the one big takeaway from from everyone? Um, what would that be? Or because you mentioned even um, like it being almost like a master class in acting, like yeah. e- even from that perspective, what's the takeaway that you took? I think the takeaway would have been like everybody's really honing their craft or like really constantly working on improving their craft and and that they give it 100% when they are when when they're there and then when they're off when they're off they're also 100% you know <laughs> out there wanting to know more about uh, where they are and uh, they're very uh, interested and interesting people and that's that that was what really made the whole experience uh, great yeah that's neat um what i find uh somewhat sad but it really interesting that and especially for for this movie is that uh for the hollywood um industry only six percent of the asian culture is represented the, for for lead roles and this movie has an all asian cast which is the first time you've seen a film of all asian cast in 25 years mm-hmm. so what do you think this movie does for to to you know really like go against the belief of there's not enough roles for Asians out there, and you being a working actress. So, what do you think this movie will do for for that perspective? Well, I'm hoping that there will be a seismic shift. I mean, I'm hoping that there will be a shift, and that um, uh, Hollywood and and you know, I guess even big uh, movie industries all around the world will begin to 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 see it is possible to cast. Uh, an all Asian. Well, maybe it doesn't need to be all Asian. Maybe it needs it needs to be a little bit more than six percent, um, <laughs> or a lot more than six percent. You know, somewhere and that movies can exist um, in in an Asian context. I mean, you know, like back back home, we've had we we're the, we're the majority, so we have the privilege of being in mm-hmm. the movies, being uh, being on film, being being on, on on stage. And I think if 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 the world can uh, you know can can tune into that and see oh you know it is it is possible there's there's no reason why uh, our Asianness should be a barrier to entry um, then maybe these decisions will change these decision makers will will sit up and 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 take notice. Yeah, I, I feel like we've. I mean, there are some great roles for for a lot of actors, um, male and female, and like just in this past year alone, there there's been some standout performances um, from like Tomb Raider and the, uh, obviously this film. But there are opportunities, and I think people just need to believe that we, you don't have to be a certain age or a certain type just to fill a role. Yeah. Because there's a lot of backlash when there are like miss miscasting of people who could be Asian represented represented in yeah. film. Yeah, I think so. And I think this movie will help people to to ease up a little and mm-hmm. say, okay, you know, I think let's let's go let's go with an Asian uh, actor. Yeah. Yeah. Going off you mentioned earlier that there's a universality to the movie. Mm-hmm. Can you pinpoint what that universality is for audiences? I mean, we, we kind of touched upon it as family, family being one of them. But mm-hmm. if you can get just a little bit more specific, uh, 
I think the idea of um, well, the the, the rom com part, you know, the whole idea of love, and and if you really put your if your heart is really in it, you know, you will do everything you can to make it happen. I think that mm. that's quite universal too, um, mm. and also um, just that, I mean, you know, even the small things are universal. Like the gossipy aunties or the aunties who will plot against you, I think that's universe, uh, universal as well. Um, also, like you know, with the whole uh, Araminta's uh, bachelorette party ganging up against, you know, that's like sorority stuff. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. that's like that's like you know, almost like college stuff or university. You know, back home we call them like hostel hostel stuff. You know, where you're you know where you're you're, you're sort of picking on the on the one girl who's like new or like threatening you know so those those kinds of things i think you know anybody who who sort of like lives in a a city like i said you know grown up in a city setting you know we we understand that mm-hmm. yeah very cool well i want to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about yourself you've uh, not only done acting but done a multitude of things um whether it be producing directing and so forth uh is there one aspect of it that you love more than another I love creating um, a new work. I love just being in that that creation process. So uh, whether it's uh, uh, and that 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 encompasses quite a few things. So uh, producing, writing, um, and even uh, either performing or, or directing. Right. So so for instance, like we the comp- the our production house Dream Academy, we we produce a lot of original content that's uh, local, um, and we. I, I mean, I like being in that creation process. So, for instance, we have the dim sum dollies, of which I'm I'm one, which is why I'm at big <laughs> dim sum dolly. Um, and it's about it's just these three 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 girls or three ladies, um, and we are out there. We've got sequins. We've got you know it's a big cabaret act. But we in that sort of fun and games and laughter, creating laughter. Uh, we actually do political satire, and unlike um, the US. Uh, you know, political satire is not like widely available, say on on television, or you know, it, that we we have quite a, a strong censorship uh, uh, in 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 the, the country. But with the dim sum dollies on stage, we are able through comedy to um, point out, you know, what what's happening now, what the government's up to, what you know, socially, politically, and all that. So for me, that's a very uh, a project very close to my heart, and we. We, we keep it going because we keep wanting to push the envelope in terms of how much comedy we can get out there before they clamp us down, you know. So that's that's what um, uh, we do. At the same time, we have other um, brands like um, Mina and China, which is really a race-centered uh, 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 duo, um, talking about what it means to be Chinese in, in our culture, what it means to be Malay, and all the different um, discrimination and prejudices that go along with that. So that's that's kind of what I do uh, with the company. I'm its artistic director, uh, and we we just plot new new ideas and new shows um, for for our Singapore audiences, and hopefully one day bring them around the world. Yeah. Excellent. How how often do you do shows? Like, what's the turnaround from we, your your production year? We we do about three major productions a year. Um, so when once I open, I'm in pre production for. For the next show, and then you know, it just it normally it's just a roller coaster ride. And this year, because because I knew we were going to be doing this uh, promoting uh, Crazy Rich Asians, we actually cut down to two to two productions just so we have the the last part of the year um, free. We just finished um, 
another one of our series called Happy Ever Laughter, which is like 12 local Singaporean comedians um, just pitting each other's skills and fighting it out. <laughs> uh, it was called The, the Battle um, and on stage. And in fact, Ko Cheng Man, who was also in this movie playing Aquafina's mom, uh, she was in, in Stand Up Happy Ever Laughter with me just July. Yeah, ah, we just finished in July. There you go. Yeah. It's all relative. Yes. I enjoy that. I did watch uh, a video of you and one of your friends, and you were singing on stage too. Did, oh, uh, yeah. You, you, Fred you, and Chaney. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you, okay. you were singing. Do you ever think of a musical career along with your, your uh, I Actually, I, I, I kind of started in musical. So, I mean, okay. we, I do musicals as well. So, apart from this, I, I you know, we, we have our own musicals. Sometimes we've written our own original musicals. I am, uh, I love Stephen Sondheim, so I've done quite a lot of Stephen Sondheim. Um, in fact, that's what I live to do. <laughs> I just wait for the next Stephen Sondheim piece uh, that I can be in. Um, the, the clip that you mentioned uh, was of a very good friend of mine, Emma Yong, who's since passed away. Uh, but uh, yeah, we put it out there. It was her, her solo concert and she really wanted to do the song called Friend and Janie, which I love. And it's about two friends. Yeah, so that's nice. Ah, that's great. Very cool. Um, anything else while you have a captive audience that you'd like to share? <laughs> Come watch the movie, of course, uh, and, you know, break all box office hits so we can make number two and number three. But also come to Singapore and come not just to see the sites that are in the movie, but come catch our thriving theatre scene as well as, you know, watch our local films and, and all. And, and then you'll get to feel a little bit more about all the different aspects of Singapore. We are not just one Chinese, one crazy Chinese family. We're multi, multicultural, multiracial. And as much as you're talking about representation now um, and getting representation for Asians, I think back home, uh, what, you know, we're all working towards representation for, for everyone. And you know, someday we'll make it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one of the things I do appreciate about this movie is the filmmakers, they've really put their money where their mouth is. I mean, they said they were lucky enough that they could be, you know, in turning down the Netflix deal. Um, but they said, you know, the thing that we would do with the money is make a movie to put it into theaters. Oh. And so why would we yeah. go to Netflix to make the money then to put it into theaters when we could just put, put it, it into the theaters? theaters. <laughs> so um, really congratulations all around to you, the cast, the filmmakers, and uh, nothing but the best of luck well, with these movies and then obviously future movies as well. Thank you very much. Thank you for having yeah. me. And I'll see number two and three. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> say that. Absolutely. Uh, one more time, uh, feel free to follow Selena at Big Dim, Dim Sum Dolly. That's a that's a mouthful. Right? That yeah. <laughs> at Big Dim Sum Dolly, that's it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you can follow uh, Marissa at Serafini TV. That's I'm right. at Phil Svitek, and we are at Movie Anatomy with this show. We will be covering Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, the movie in our regular dissection. This was just a fun bonus episode to warm you guys up to it. So go see it, then rejoin us for the full dissection. And read the book, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you once again, and we'll see you next time for another Anatomy of Movie. Thank you. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.